go home. Go home. Go home. Hey guys, what's going on? It's the fifth episode of the Go Home Show. I'm Eric Kador. I'm here with my friend Brian Abushaker. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. This is the third time I've had to do the intro because I fucked it up. I called it the first episode and then I couldn't remember what the episode was. But then Brian told me we're on the fifth. I just couldn't believe it. That's the whole thing is that I couldn't believe it. So many episodes now. Uh, we have a whole catalog of episodes that you can see at <laughs> thegohomeshow.tumblr.com. If you guys want to see any of the old ones, go there. We have a past episodes link. Uh, it gives you a date of when it aired. I guess aired, went online. Uh, nothing airs anymore. No. When it went online and uh, gives a little rundown, a little synopsis of what we talk about. Uh, so you guys can check that out. Uh, we are working to get this on iTunes right now. So uh, we'll be doing that soon. Brian, how's your week been? It's been good. Has it? Yeah. Have you just been working? Yeah. That's not a good week. Eh, it's a, you know what I do all day? Nothing. Play video games. That's cool. I don't do shit. Watch WWE Network. Hell yeah. I'm living my... If Hey, if I go back in time and go, hey, 13-year-old Eric, guess what you do when you're like almost 28? You just you just fucking... You don't do shit. Yeah. And they go... And my 13-year-old self will go, what, what do you mean you don't do shit? You, have, you, uh, you play video games, <laughs> and you hang out with your friends, and you watch professional wrestling, and then you talk about it. And sometimes other people listen to you. Can you believe it? And then my 13-year-old self would go, you sound like a fucking loser. And, yeah. I, and then I would go, no, you're no shit. <laughs> go listen to Blink-182, fuck. Go have a beer. And then you'd be like, nah, I'm waiting until I'm 21. Oh, God damn it. Brian, don't make fun of me. <laughs> Off to a strong start. <laughs> the fifth episode of the Go Home Show. <laughs> uh, Brian, I'm not going to be in town next week. I'm going to be out of town doing secret out-of-town business. We have to record a podcast before that, so that way we still have a podcast for next week. Right. So on Friday, I want to record our first wrestling book club, even though I don't want that to be the name. Yeah. Uh, where we watch a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and then people listening to the show also watch the pay-per-view and send us feedback. Do you think that's a good idea? I definitely do. I think that's a great idea. So guys... If you want to participate in our first wrestling book club, which I don't like the name of, if you think of a better name, let me know. Uh, at Go Home Show, <laughs> the Go Home Show uh, We are going to watch WWE No Mercy, two thousand three. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is a great event with twists and turns. Uh, one of the big reasons we're watching it is because the main event of that pay per view is Brock Lesnar taking on the Undertaker in a biker chain match. Um, we figure that hey WrestleMania is coming up and Wrestle like WrestleMania is gonna have Undertaker and Brock Lesnar so why not let's yeah. have some crossover here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other people at that event who are also in this WrestleMania mm-hmm. so uh, watch it on WWE Network which I assume you most of you have. Uh, send us your feedback. Email us go home show at mega sixty four dot com. Uh, give us your full feedback. We want to go over it with you. The way we yep. go over the show every week here, uh, all the programming WWE has, we want to go over that. We want you guys to do that. Send it to us. Uh, we'll read it all on air, and uh, we'll let everyone know what you think, and we'll analyze it all together. So if you think there's one particularly good <laughs> match, and I can already think of one match that we didn't just talk about that is a particularly good match. Yes, it is. Uh, in that pay-per-view, uh, let us know what you think. Let, hey, maybe maybe you think it's fucking garbage and we shouldn't have reviewed it. Email us that. Yeah. Hey, anything at all. We but want just, the discourse. But just have it in by Friday, because yes. that's that's when we're really going to uh, go over it and everything. We're going to watch it uh, maybe separately, maybe together, and uh, we'll see how it kind of goes. Let, let us know which match you thought really turned the tide for us, because it's <laughs> one specific match, and that was the match that made us decide to watch it. It is absolutely one match. There's one match in this pay-per-view where we just went, oh, Wow. What the fuck? But we will we'll review the story. Even if you guys don't watch it or you don't send us feedback, we'll review the pay-per-view, uh, go over the storylines that were happening at that time, everything like that. So that's that's what we're going to do. So have it in by Friday. Uh, send it to Twitter. Send it on Tumblr. Send it. I guess you can't really send it on Twitter. But send it on uh, email or Facebook, yeah. however you want to go about getting it to us. Get it to us, and we'll read it on air. It'll be a lot of fun, I think. Let's make it like a semi-regular thing. Yeah. We're also thinking about doing uh, like a call-in show. Maybe you guys want to participate in that in the upcoming future. Uh, we don't want to talk about too much about what we want to plan to do, but uh, kind of bouncing ideas off you guys. Let us know what you think about, hey, maybe we're recording for an hour and a half and we're going to take some calls from you guys yeah. and we'll let you know what time. Call in, let us know what you think of the show about current pro- WWE programming, maybe past programming, stuff like that. Uh, we'll do that in the future. If you're interested, let us know. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, Brian? 
What did you think of WWE programming in the last week? Uh, I thought NXT was a really good second episode. Uh huh. I really enjoyed that. Uh huh. Thought SmackDown was garbage. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I thought Raw had shining moments mm-hmm. and shitty moments. Yeah. So let's start with that NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, the first match, well, I, as you guys know, uh, Adrian Neville won the NXT Championship in a really cool ladder match, which really we reviewed cool. in episode four of the Go Home Show. Uh, Camacho and Adrian Neville open the show. Camacho, who I really like. I uh, He's just a guy with the right size, and he seems like he has like a kind of attitude in the ring. Reminds me of D'Lo Brown. Yeah, he's got something. He's there, there's yeah. something about him that, I don't know, I watch him, and it's like, oh, you might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he wrestles in Dickies and uh, like a red wife beater, and you just go, he, yeah, this is a... He know, did not look good. Goes. So it was a squash match. It was yeah. just Adrian Neville coming out and doing Adrian Neville stuff. Uh, he cuts... What must have been the worst promo? Oh god! Because they cut to the crowd, it, the most obtuse times, and like just put in what sounded like ADR dialogue later. Yeah. It, I, I mean, it must have been a like a terrible promo, and then he calls himself an elf, and then starts chanting "No, no more bow." And I feel like the crowd was kind of like, "Oh yeah, okay, hey, good, good effort, good promo." And so everyone chanted "No more bow." Yeah. Then Bo Dallas came out and says, gives a thumbs up, and he says, "Don't stop Bo leaving," and he's gonna have his rematch. And I thought that was a good point. I like Bo Dallas mm-hmm. just because I hate Bo Dallas. Yep. He reminds me of that early 2000s Kurt Angle where you just go, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck off. It's perfect. I think yeah. he's a great character. It's great. Um, after that, there were a couple of uh, promos with Renee Young and the Divas in the back uh, who all have piercings on their lip. What, I think. What is that? I, don't, I think Emmy that has like a molar a piercing and yeah. then on the opposite side on their lower lip. And then on the opposite side, Paige has one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all, most of the girls have that. Does uh. Charlotte maybe has... I'm not, no, maybe she doesn't. She's very clean looking. Yeah. Um, but that led into a match where it was... Hey, oh, the promo, sorry. To go back to those promos, Ric Flair coming in and interrupting those promos was, was so weird and awesome. And like, that's the Ric Flair that I love seeing in yeah. a backstage promo where he's just styling a profile and he gets to be like the heel. I love it. It was perfect. He's and a great then, heel. And then Charlotte would come in, who is tall as fuck. Yeah, she is. Jesus Christ. So that led into the match, Emma versus Charlotte. Um, Decent match. I thought it was fine. I really, really like Charlotte after just seeing her in the one match. Yeah. Super athletic, has a really good look. Looks exactly like 70s Ric Flair. Yeah. Same haircut, same profile build. Really, really athletic again. Um, There was a spot where she goes up and over and fakes an ankle injury. Yeah. And uh, Sasha Banks kind of gets up on the apron and kind of distracts Emma, and Emma doesn't know what to do. Goes for like a pin, like roll up, but... Just kind of sits there, and then Charlotte comes out of nowhere with, she kind of kips up, and then does, what would you even call it? I I wrote it down as a flipping headlock driver. Yeah. But it was almost like, it was almost like a snapmare driver the way she finished it. It was. It was a really cool move, either way. And, hey, it got her over to me as a heel. She's a heel diva. That's Mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. To have a cut and dry heel diva. That's awesome. I like it. It's cool. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the NXT Divas division more than I like the WWE Divas division. Yeah. I, I think most people would probably agree with that. And I think it's because the NXT Divas division is focused on wrestling. Yep. And the WWE one is about a reality TV show, which again makes sense because they're an entertainment company. Whatever. Uh, after that, Yoshitatsu came out. Uh, haven't seen Yoshitatsu since, I want to say 2012. Uh, Corey Graves came out after that. Corey Graves cuts a promo. Essentially saying what I just said, uh, where Yoshitatsu has never been relevant. Kind of plays the heel, Mm -hmm. staying on the outside of the ring. Yoshitatsu comes out, gets a shit beat out of him. Uh, Corey Graves gets a count out win. But in that promo, Graves starts taking shots at Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn comes out and uh, breaks up the kind of aftermath where Graves kind of goes to town. Locks in Lucky 13, which is the lamest name for a finisher. Uh, I get it. You like like the misfits and shit. Relax. Just cool cool it. Yeah, Uh, you get it. I showed Garrett, uh, that Corey oh, Graves yeah. guy, and Garrett just went, oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I understand. I got yep. it. It was, it was very – that guy is someone that you would see. Like, if you, if you went to a Misfit show today, You'd you, see would, you would see Corey Graves in the crowd. Yep. Looking exactly the way Corey Graves did. <laughs> Garrett's it, response was so perfect. Yeah. It, it's, it's just so – I don't know. Bizarre. Yeah. But, hey, you but know I what? Like I like it. I like Corey Graves. Yeah. So it looks like Zane and Graves are kind of starting a program. Which um, is good. Yeah. After that, Adam Rose – came out and uh, went up against Wesley Blake in a uh, squash match. Mm-hmm. The best part of Adam Rose is his theme song. Yep. His entrance. Hey, hey, internet, listen. I love you guys. You, I like it when you guys are really positive. That's really cool. Yeah. That's great. 
but let's not put the cart in front of the horse because you really like an entrance. What <laughs> I, I hey, I like Leo Kruger. Adam Rose is a repackaged Leo Kruger, right? Uh, from NXT before. Um, I don't. Hey guys, it, he's not. In, he was like not incredible. It was one match. Let's give it a little bit of time to build. The entrance was fun. Yeah, he did like Russell Brand type shit where he like kept like pulling at his hair. It was really weird, but. I hate his finish. Yeah. It's like the weakest looking Lariat I've ever seen for a finish. Yeah, I didn't like him in the ring. Um, I, I just didn't, he didn't do, I get it's a squash match, but yeah. he didn't do anything where I just went, ooh, pay attention to this guy. Uh, but I feel that way with most squash matches. So uh, maybe Rose comes out and he does something different. He needs a different finish. I, uh, that Lariat looked like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like he started doing choo-choo train sounds in the corner. He's like, oh boy, the Adam Rose Express or whatever the fuck. And then did a stupid looking Lariat. Man, hey, guys, I get it. You're really hyped on something. That's really cool. But, hey, the internet, let's kind of dial it back a little bit. Let's let's not let's not get too overzealous about a guy who just debuted or re-debuted. I'm sure there's promising stuff in the future. I'm sure, yeah. But, I, I mean, I just didn't – just in that one squash match, mm-hmm. the, the hype that he got was a little bit too much. Let's dial it back a little bit. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I stopped watching that match. <laughs> I liked, I did other stuff. That, I don't remember that match it, it, because I realized I wasn't paying attention. It, it really was. It was a squash match where he just did some silly stuff, and that, that was it. Yeah. Um, I think it was just to reintroduce his character. Of course. But whatever. Uh, the main event was Graves against Zayn. Uh, Corey Graves, I really I really like his entrance where mm-hmm. he does the stay down stuff with the knuckles. He comes and leans on the ring post. It's just very unique to that character, mm-hmm. um, which you don't. I feel like you don't see a lot out of those people in NXT, especially. Yeah, it's a lot of people being really excited and pumping their fists and running down to the ring. Where Corey Graves, Corey Graves takes makes everyone kind of breathe and take a breath. Yeah, it's it's a very nice heel entrance. I like it. Uh, Wipes comes, his feet off. Yeah, he gets in the and, and then does the little arms out, sneaking between the second and the top rope. I liked it. Very cool. It's the little things about that character that I really like. Pretty good match. Mm-hmm. Um, Graves really dominated, which I think is what makes Sami Zayn fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He, to me, is like Rey Mysterio, where he will get yeah. beat up, and he'll get beat up, and he'll get beat up, and then make like that big comeback finish. Uh, he's an underdog. He's like Daniel Bryan right yeah. now. Uh, so Graves dominates most of the match. Sami Zayn wins with that roll-up um, when Graves went for... Uh, it's almost like a when Wade Barrett did the... Uh, what was that called? The Wasteland? It puts him up on the, up oh, on the yeah. shoulders and flips him down into like a... A slam on the on the mat, but uh, Graves does it into a backbreaker, which I think he should use as a finish. It's a really cool move. Yeah. Um, after the match, I was really hoping that Graves was going to go out and like attack Sami Zayn or something, right? Because it just looked like Graves got beat. It was just like oh, I got that it was a roll up, but he beat him clean. So I don't know. Huh. It wasn't that. It it wasn't that. Uh, I don't think I would have gone that way with it, but huh. I don't know. I would have had Graves just go out and beat the shit. Out yeah, of him. I mean that's keep the heel heat on him. Yeah, whatever. That's what uh, I would do. No, we have SmackDown. Brian took Brian took a labored breath when I said no. We have SmackDown. Uh, the first match was Christian against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Christian hit his monthly hit of uh, the kill switch. Yeah, you will not see him hit that again until maybe WrestleMania. Maybe. Uh, I think he'll hit it at WrestleMania on Sheamus, and Sheamus will kick out. I agree. Um, Del Rio caused a distraction on Dolph Ziggler in kind of a payback for what happened on Monday yeah. with Aaron Paul, yeah. who got the assist. So yes. it was it was an okay match. I don't know. Ziggler looked good. Ziggler always looks good, but yeah. he makes everyone look good. So whatever. Uh, Batista came out and cut a promo, uh, said, where have all the real men gone? And then Daniel Bryan came out, interrupted his promo and said, you're wearing skinny jeans. Why are you saying this? Which was nice. Him cutting a promo. I, I loved because he just kept like, like blown on the flame, like just getting it hotter and hotter. And it, it was saying everything that I was saying about Batista since he came back. You're wearing skinny jeans. You look like an idiot. You have ugly tattoos. You have a belly button tattoo. Yeah, what's with belly button tattoos in WWE? Corey Graves and Batista both have belly button tattoos. I don't know. Hey, I'm not going to believe that you're like a badass if you have a belly button tattoo. Mm -mm. You have a belly button tattoo. A belly button tattoo. What are you doing? Uh, So that was a good promo. Then Kane came out, and uh, Kane and Batista beat up Daniel Bryan. Uh, But then Big Show returns and made a save. Hey, Brian, Big Show returned. Yeah, he was Did gone. Did you know Big Show was gone? Apparently since Royal Rumble. I had no idea no that clue. he was gone. No clue. I didn't I didn't miss him. Uh-uh. That really tells me something about, like, this kind of current crop of uh, older wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be starting to get, like, phased out, and maybe after, like, this WrestleMania kind of going away. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that... I don't know that WWE is going to hurt that bad when that older talent's going to be gone. I mean, especially with somebody... I. Big Show is somebody who I always liked as a powerhouse. 
He's getting way too old. He, he is. He's getting old. And there's nothing... I don't think there's anything wrong with him. No. Because I think he is a novelty character that if you don't... If you don't watch WWE... And this this was us when we went to this last house show. Like with, with Rocco and Kevin, they yeah. don't watch WWE. No. So when you go to a show and you see Kane and the big show... You are immediately taken with those guys because you just go, what giant fucking people these right. are. So there's that novelty to it. Yeah. But it, when it's people who watch every week, like us or like most people, right? Uh, it's just kind of like, okay, I get it. I get the shtick. Let's, yeah. Let's go. So that's, that's why I like what they've done with Kane because now you have Kane in a position where he can wrestle because he's always been able yeah. to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And he'll never... I mean, of course, he'll get old at some point, but he'll never get to a point where he's not going to be at least interesting in the ring. Yeah. But now you use him sparingly, but he's great. I mean, I've said it several times. He's so fun to watch as Corporate Kane mm-hmm. that you can leave him at that for so long, and it, and I won't get tired of that. And you know what'll be great, too, is that you know before he retires, which will probably be in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he still looks really good. He's in great shape. Yeah. He's just getting a little older. I'm sure he doesn't want to travel all the time. I'm sure he's made his money. Uh you know that he's going to get beat down or whatever and disappear as Corporate Kane and then make his, like, he's going to come back as Kane with the mask again. Right. And he's going to have one more good, like, face run. Yeah. I, I would think. Yeah. Uh, you give him one more big run as, like, the good guy and everyone's cheering for Kane and everything. I think that you do that one more time and then he goes out on top. Yeah. That guy, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to argue that he's not, like, he's Hall of Fame. He's Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, absolutely. 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 That, that guy... Been- I think he's so underrated as a performer because he he's, he's been there consistently since 99. Yeah. Like 98, 99. I think, ni- just, I think 98. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy to see how long mm-hmm. he's been around. And he's even been wrestling before that. Uh, mm-hmm. Really impressive. Uh, so after that was um, Ryvaxel against the Usos. The Usos won with a splash. I don't really have anything else to say about that match. I thought Ryvaxel. Neither do I. Hey, you know what? Ryvaxel are okay as a tag team. Uh, the longer they've been working together, I think the more cohesive they are. I agree. Um, they're just. They're weird guys who you kind of stick together, and it goes like, okay, this works. Yeah. Something about it works. Uh, but I think they need to flesh out their personalities a little yeah, more. Yeah, but you know what? Not And this is what I keep telling myself. Not everyone's going to be at the top. No. You you need guys who are lower, and then when their time comes, you push them a little bit. Exactly. So, you know, you wait, you wait, and you wait. Mm-hmm. But I like those guys as kind of like the jobber heel tag team. They're fine. They're good. Um, I like them. They're, they're fun. Uh, Eva Marie and Natalia against Tamina and AJ. Uh, AJ tapped to the sharpshooter, which Again. I called before the match started. Oh, yeah. Do you know why I called it? Because we've seen it so many goddamn times. Yep. Why Why are we going Why are we going back to this Natalia makes AJ tap thing? Are they setting up for a WrestleMania, a WrestleMania fight, I guess? But then why is Eva Marie there? I guess for the TV show. Right. It's so interchangeable. That it doesn't and, matter. And it's so weird because I feel like these matches go on for the show but you won't see the show for another four months so you don't know why the match is booked the way that it is until you watch the show in the future from now so it's like really putting together like these weird puzzle pieces that aren't really it's not like it doesn't make sense no no but whatever at no point are are people going to stomp their feet enough and make enough noise to go okay we're going to change the divas division now no because uh, that's the time in the crowd where everybody grabs their beer and buys yeah, merchandise. And it's really a bummer because I, I really like the NXT Divas and I yeah. like the Divas are older, whatever. Uh, AJ is consistently the best Diva in the ring. Mm-hmm. I really like her with Tamina. It mm-hmm. works, but yeah. whatever. Uh, after that, again, Paul Bear going into the Hall of Fame. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that was a Shield promo where they came where the Shield came out. Yeah, we had the Shield Summit. Uh, the Shield beat up each other and then said we're uni- you were united. Hey, but I liked it. Hey, I thought that was a really good promo. What I really liked was Dean and uh, Reigns coming down together, Mm -hmm. and then Rollins had to come from, like, the back. It was the first time the Shield hadn't come down, like, all from, like, the crowd. Yeah. Rollins came from, like, the back. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Not from the ramp, but from, Mm -hmm. like, off... Offside, yeah. and I thought that was cool. It was was a good promo. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought it showed solidarity. It really, like... They're faces. I don't know how else to put it. Like the, they're that's a face tag. Like they're a face group at this point. And yeah, and this is something that I brought. Uh, I, w- I wrote down for Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, JBL calls them as as faces. Yeah. He doesn't agree with them. Mm-hmm. He disagrees with all the stuff they're doing. He complains about them. And the and Michael Cole is the one who's talking about how they do this good and that good. So yeah. I'm like, well, so they're 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 a face, they're face now. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but I guess that's what you have to have. You, not everything has to be forced. Some things are organic, and this was really organic. Yeah. Uh, to make because I think they're so. 
how do I put it? There's so extra effort in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like seeing them perform is like, wow, these guys are at the fucking top. Right. They're incredible. I think they're really good individually. They're great as a team. I think that if you had taken those three guys and made them debut individually, they still would have worked. Yeah. I, I think all three of those guys have spots on the roster for a very long time. I agree. Um, Dean Ambrose is so different from everyone. Seth My Rollins. God, I love Dean Ambrose. Seth Rollins makes everyone look good in the ring, but has like really interesting offense. Yeah. And, and Roman Reigns is just a powerhouse. He's and they're so much fun to watch, and they have been for over a year. Yeah. They have been so fun to watch. And now I'm really interested to see if they're going to— I assume they still split up, right? But now, now I feel like it's a thing where they've given it a little bit more room. Mm-hmm. So now they're back together. They won't split up probably, I'd say, for another four. Three or four months. I don't know. I see something like I would assume something happens at WrestleMania, but but maybe that's just me looking at like the last six months and going like, well, I just thought something would happen at yeah. WrestleMania. I see something maybe happening at SummerSlam. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Like let them let them kind of breathe. Mm-hmm. They they debuted around. They debuted then or Survivor Series. Survivor I think, Series. I think Survivor Series. So let them be around for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. They are honestly like a shining star in programming every week, every yeah. week, every week. So I really keep, like watching them. Keep them, them together, split them up. Honestly, they're going to work yeah. when they're done either way. Uh, after the Shield Summit, we got Del Rio against Sheamus. Sheamus won with a broke kick. Uh, the only thing I can say about this match is stop booking it. Please. Please stop making me watch Sheamus and Del Rio. Please, please. Please stop putting Sheamus against the same two or three people, I want, for fuck's sake. Hey, you, you have... You have other people that you can just kind of like feed to Sheamus and have Christian interfere or something. Like Sheamus can beat up Kurt Hawkins or Zack Ryder or uh, Jinder Mahal or Drew McIntyre or Heath Slater. Or, I mean, you have so many other people. I just don't want to see Sheamus and Del Rio anymore. I want to see Sheamus against Rey Mysterio or like yeah, anybody. Yeah, Look at that. Incredible. Oh my God. It, it just, I just don't want to see Del Rio and Sheamus anymore. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Uh, there's a Rusev promo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I've always, ever since I was a kid hated when they, when they bring somebody in like this, mm-hmm. the only person they ever did like that. Well, mm-hmm. was Y2J. Yeah. You know what? I like Fandango. Fandango. Uh, came in like that. He said he wasn't going to wrestle. He wasn't going to debut until WrestleMania. Right. And then he wrestled Chris Jericho. But he, even then, I wasn't really that hot on him. No. It was just kind of like. I was not at no, all. It was like, who's this dancing guy? Yeah, that's true. I wasn't really that hot on Fandango. I, Fond- I never liked those. I, the yeah. only person who did it like that that was good was, be, and it was because I didn't know what they were, what, yeah. what yeah, it the, was. Yeah, the Chris Jericho thing. It was Chris Jericho because you're like, what is this countdown? What yeah. does it mean? What is Y2J? That, that was honestly before like I really got into like internet wrestling and everything. Too. Yeah, um, me too. Because yeah. I didn't know who was coming <laughs> exactly. at all. Uh, so yeah, the, the Rusev promo. It, hey, honestly. Mark my words, episode five, the Go Home Show. In a year, Alexander Rusev will have a dancing gimmick. He <laughs> will have a goofy comedy gimmick where he dances with Santino or something. He, he'll have like a joke gimmick. Yeah, it, and they always do this with this kind of uh, character. So whatever. Uh, then the main event was uh, Show and Brian against Kane and Batista. And I thought it was an okay match. Yeah, Batista didn't have to do a lot of the work, so he looked fine. Uh, Kane can really carry that team, and he can yeah. get he can lose, and it doesn't look bad. No, uh, Brian won with a roll up. I thought this was a cool ending spot. One with a roll up where he goes for like the sunset flip. Kane's going for like the ropes, and then Show just cat that was yeah. punch, and then Kane just kind of topples over. I like that. Really cool. I thought that was a really fun way to end it. And then Daniel Bryan's on Big Show's shoulders, and they're doing the yes <laughs> thing. Uh, fun way to end the uh, SmackDown, which was. Uh, not that good. Mediocre. At best. Yeah. Uh, I guess Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. I guess they're gone. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's just kind of it for like a lot of the. Mid- yeah, you just kind of threw some stuff. I felt like SmackDown this week was just kind of like. Yeah, it was a toss away. It, it was, and that's kind of hard when you have WrestleMania coming up. Yeah. Whatever. Raw starts. Kick off to Raw tonight is the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Announces the Andre the Giant 30-man over-the-top battle royal. Who cares? Uh, I honestly think that this is just a way to get as many people in the ring as they can because they want to show how big the roster is, Yeah, which I think is good. I think that not everyone's going to have a match at WrestleMania, but you have this will be a chance for probably someone like Reigns to shine and win the whole thing because it doesn't mean it's not as big as a title. No. 
It's not going to give him anything like a like a title push or anything like that, but it's something big that you can kind of attach his name to to be like what an what an incredible feat. Yeah. that he did. This to me is like um a King of the Ring or a Money in the Bank where that. you can attach that you can kind of tack it onto him and they already did that with Reigns at, at Royal Rumble. He eliminated 12 people. Yeah. Uh you, this is just another accomplishment that they can kind of put on to someone like that. Yeah. John Cena came out and said, he's going to enter. And then Bray Wyatt came out and John Cena said, I'm not going to enter. So is John Cena in the 30 no. man? Okay. No. So he challenged but, Bray Wyatt to a match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he's, not, so he came he's, out. No, and he, he said, I think he literally said to, to Hulk Hogan, he's like, Hey, forget that. I challenge you like in so many words. What, what, a, what but why? Why did why say to enter? I don't know. I, I kept watching it and the going, crowd was so weird during that part. It, 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 oh hey, let's talk about the crowd. Memphis sucks. Yeah. It Holy does. shit. Hey guys, if you live in Memphis and you went to Raw, maybe you don't suck specifically, but everyone around you fucking blew. Well yeah, I mean I don't know what was worse, the crowd or King's shirt. Oh. Hey, the crowd, because that shirt. Ooh. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, hey, no, it didn't. It, it looked oh my be- god. It, it looked better than every like like skull with wings shirt with like a crown it on top. Had a bow tie. It was great. <laughs> it was champagne color. Oh, it was perfect. It was so perfect. It oh. it made me it made me love King because I just went, wow, man, you got some guts to wear that fucking. Yeah, uh, he's home. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the Wyatts came out. John Cena had a match against Eric Rowan. I don't know if you saw this. If you were on the app earlier that day or whatever, I wasn't. Um, they announced Luke Harper against John Cena. And then a couple hours later, took it down and put up Eric Rowan against John Cena. So I wonder why that was. Huh. Um, I guess have him work through and work through and work through. Yeah. Up, to, up to Bray, I yeah. would assume. That's probably um, it. Okay, match. Uh, Rowan isn't the kind of guy to carry the match. And Cena, I think, is better when he has someone who carries it. Again, he's not super creative. Yeah. John Cena won with a roll-up. Was that super weird to you? It was. It was, like, really strange to see him win with just a roll-up. Yeah, it, it was. But I think I think it makes it good because you have a big guy like Rowan and you don't want to have him like do the like get yeah. hit with the FU. You want that to be like kind the of reserved F- for like, the FU. Whatever it's called. <laughs> the uh, attitude, the adjustment. attitude adjustment. We have been watching as you can tell, we've been watching some uh some older programming yeah. on the WWE network. We have. Uh, I'll, I'll always call it the FU. I hate the <laughs> AA. It sounds so stupid. Um it, it, it makes both people look strong. It looks like John Cena snuck away with a win. It did. And and especially when he's supposed to be kind of injured still, mm-hmm. I think. And um, It was good writing. Yeah. It, for like it was fine. for the match. We talked to our friend Jonathan. We went to, we went out last week and we mm-hmm. talked to our friend Jonathan about it. We're like, is John Cena injured? He's like, No. Look at the way he was like running down. He was like it was just like so on camera. Yeah. And so like, look, he's hurt, look, he's hurt, look, he's hurt, that there's yeah. no way he's actually no. hurt. Uh, so I thought that I thought he had a really good point. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Jonathan Calloway. Jonathan Calloway, what's up? Yeah. Good good work. He he also said that Dean Ambrose looked like a tweaker. I think, <laughs> uh, which which I thought was really. He's like, yeah, man, I really like the Shield. Dean Ambrose, man, he looks like a tweaker. He and does. I'm like, God damn it, he fucking does. But I love it. Yeah. Oh fucking hell yeah. Wiry ass. Yeah. Uh, so John Cena was in the ring with Hulk Hogan, and then the Wyatts were gonna attack, but then they didn't. John Cena in the ring with Hulk Hogan made me tune out so fucking fast. Me I too. just like I was like on my phone and just doing other hey, stuff. I don't hey, me care. Too. I just don't. It's I, not for me. I I don't like it. And, and why it cuts such a good promo mm-hmm. that when John Cena gets on the mic, it's just like, oh god, I know you can do better than this, John. I know you can. I think he just he doesn't. Honestly, if he had the crowd reaction where it was like a full face kind mm-hmm. of thing, uh, th- it would be like, oh okay. This works. Yeah. But he gets such like a mixed reaction that he kind of can't be like a full face because he still gets booze. Yeah. So I don't know that it's necessarily all his fault. But at I the same time, it. I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of the, especially watching like some like 2003, when 2004. When he was like really hot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, watched uh, like some Great American Bash stuff and, and some stuff where yeah. he just had like some attitude and the crowd was kind of into him. It was really weird to hear a let's go Cena, Cena sucks, right? When he was turning face. Because the Let's Go Cena was dudes, and yeah. the Cena Sucks was kids. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is kind of bizarre. It was the opposite of where yeah, we're at now. It really is. Ten years does a lot. Like a flip thing. Really strange. But yeah. if you go back and watch some of that stuff, um, it's pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, the authority came out and cut a promo on Daniel Bryan. Let's say this cut and dry. Stephanie McMahon is the best heel oh, yeah. in the WWE. She, like... 
she loves being a heel. Oh, she yeah. She takes after her dad so much. She gets it. I think that Shane McMahon was always the guy where he was a heel, but still loved to get the pops from the crowd, so he did, like, crazy shit. Yeah. He got, like, respect from the guys in the back. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon is, like, comes out. I feel like she just goes, fuck that. I'm the heel. Yeah. And she cuts the best heel promos. She is goddamn gold. I love it. Mike. Triple H comes out and still want. I feel like he still wants to pop the crowd. He still wants to be like, hey guys, I'm still kind of like this guy, but I'm the bad guy, but I'm right. still kind of like this guy. Stephanie McMahon comes out and goes, fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck them. Fuck this guy. Yep. And it's like, yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. I love it. Yeah. Just to like, to see her. And I, I just really fuck, love oh, it. I just hate her. And her voice, she knows oh. she, she's just like her dad. She gets all deep mm-hmm. and like gravelly and, just, and like just it was cuts so into people. Yeah. So that was a, uh, that was a very good promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, Usos against Rybaxel. Uh-huh. I just wrote in my notes, see SmackDown, because it felt like the same match. Yep. Um, Big E took on Jack Swagger after that. Uh, Big E Langston won with a roll-up after <laughs> Swagger got in an argument with uh, Cesaro, because Cesaro didn't take a shot at Big E. Uh, and then they got into it on like the outside of the ring, uh-huh. and uh, Zeb Coulter lost his fucking mind. Yeah. He, he loosened his tie and took his vest off. Oh, it was awesome, wasn't it? It wasn't it fun to see. And then like Swagger and Cesaro was just kind of went like, "Whoa, hey, hey you know, calm down, calm down here." Um, and then there he's like, "You can shake hands. You can shake hands." And he shook his hand and like and he gripped it real yeah, hard. Yeah, Cesaro was like gripping the hand super hard. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Cesaro wasn't in action this week, was he? No, no, he, wasn't. he just he just kind of came out and did that. Huh? Did you have any notes for the Big E Swagger match? Uh. No, I just I love the way that they're that they're building it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really nice like slow build that uh, that makes sense. It doesn't seem too no like too drawn out. Um, so I, I really like it. It's a competitive split, mm-hmm. and and I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like Big E's kind of getting lost in the shuffle, mm-hmm. and it, uh, he said that he's going to be in the thirty man Andre the Giant thing. So are Ryvaxel. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're not getting an intercontinental title match. At WrestleMania, I guess not. Okay, I guess whatever. Um, they really like giving belts to people and then not doing anything. With I, that belt. I, it's just, they just don't book the mid card, and it's just kind of a bummer. But whatever. I, I, you can say that until you're blue in the face, and nothing changes. I know, doesn't matter. Uh, and it's really frustrating. It really is frustrating because you have a lot of people who you could sell. Like this is the thing that upsets me. Mm-hmm. I don't even care because I want to see the people I like. I see it because I'm like, you're losing money. Mm-hmm. You're losing money. You have things that you could book around and have people go buy shirts, buy Biggie Langston. Who's going to buy a Biggie Langston shirt? He doesn't do anything. He and it's, and it's a bummer because I really like him. Who's going who's gonna to buy a, like, if Dean Ambrose wasn't in the Shield, who would buy a Dean Ambrose shirt? He, uh, I mean. Who's going to buy an AJ shirt other than girls? Yeah, I, it's just really. Like. Especially when you go back and watch Attitude Era stuff. And and I don't want to be one of those guys that like really harps on Attitude Era because I think there's like a lot of bad shit in the Attitude there Era. There was. I think there's like a lot of bad stuff yeah. in the Attitude Era. But when you go back and watch that, their mid card was really strong and I feel like they were constantly booking for the future because they would build these stars and it became really organic. They yeah. gave them mic time. No one gets mic time in the ring anymore. Uh, if you go back and watch, there would be like a DX promo or like a Nation of Domination yeah. promo. Yeah. There'd be something like that where you just go like, oh, okay, they're going to get like some mic time. Yeah. Um, Do something with that. Yeah. And they just don't anymore. And they don't, they, they book their top guys to be top guys and to sell t-shirts and I get it. But at the same time in two or three years, some of those guys are going to be gone. And what are you like? You're left with kind of like a weaker. Yeah. It's just weird. It, it makes, it makes for a fluctuation in that is like too great. Uh-huh. Whereas in like the Attitude Era, you had I would say probably six to eight years of solid like build and like you'd have you'd always have something to sell. Mm-hmm. If some guy had to drop out, somebody else got to push. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I was watching the Stone Cold like behind the 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 scenes thing, and Triple H said it perfectly. At that time, everyone was a shark. Yeah. Nowadays, you book the top guys, you have this big fluctuation. So you have somebody like John Cena who's huge. He goes away for a while. Maybe somebody will get a push, but you know John Cena's coming back, so things just kind of fall down. Mm-hmm. People stop looking at WWE. When he comes back, it's like, well, hopefully he'll be good. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Stone Cold was gone for 18 months, <laughs> came back, got the biggest pop out of the crowd because people were still excited. They didn't forget about Stone Cold, but there was always other stuff to watch mm-hmm. and do. That's the thing that I don't like right now I about just, WWE. I, I feel like for as much as people, and I mean, I've just said this too, 
they, oh yeah, like they booked their top guys strong. They booked their top guys. There aren't a lot of top guys. Mm-mm. You you have maybe like especially with CM Punk on. There are probably like four guys. Yeah. Yeah. You have Randy Orton. You have Batista who just came back, so I don't even want to count him. So you have Randy Orton. You have John Cena. I guess now you have Daniel Bryan. Who else do you have in that that top tier? You had to bring back tip, Triple H to to fill time in yeah. WrestleMania. Uh, so Brock Lesnar, he's a part time guy. Batista's a part time guy. Undertaker, he's a part time guy. You have a lot of people who. Big show, I guess. But he's. Um, would you want to see like when was the last time you saw him go for like not the not the World Heavyweight Championship, mm-hmm. the WWE title, which is as established like the main title, and now they've combined. Yeah. Uh, like they don't have for as for as much as it's like oh they book their top guys they book their top guys the top guys aren't even there aren't like a lot of them no and so you have this mid card filled with a lot of guys who are almost breaking through but don't get mic time or don't get. Uh, enough ring time or don't really have characters that are anything. And that's why I like Langston because whenever he's on the mic, he talks about the Intercontinental Championship like like Macho Man Randy Savage would talk Mm -hmm. about it. He talks about it like it is the top title because that's the title you hold. Yeah. It's it's, what... Who said it? The the title doesn't make the man. The man makes the title. Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's... I would just like to see... I mean, yeah, I like to see him push my favorites. No, but I really like to see them book a solid mid card with guys that could easily break through to the next tier. Because I feel like there are a lot of guys in the mid card who maybe can't break through to the top tier as easy. No, um, maybe in the next year you see guys like Cesaro and Ziggler and stuff kind of make that push. But you had guys like Sandow who were almost there, who had the Money in the Bank thing, everything, and now you know he's I mean, kind of out, and it's just kind of silly. It just it feels is. silly. Um, anyway, but man, yeah, I just. I don't want to be one of those guys who really, really harps on it. Yeah. But it really feels like there's a deficit in the middle of that show. Yeah. Where you, the first hour of Raw feels really strong. Yeah. And then the next hour and a half feels like maybe we're going through the motions a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the last half hour is the main event, and that's typically been pretty good. Yeah. It's just, it's so strange to see the the big amount of talent that they have and then the kind of booking that they don't do with them. Especially when you made Raw a three-hour show. It really It's a very long show. It's a three-hour show. You gave it room for what? Yeah. Like, why did—I mean, other than to just sell more stuff around it, because mm-hmm. you knew you could. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to have had a plan to do more with your talent, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a company that wants to make money. I don't— Sports entertainment. That's yep. what they do. And hey, I can't fault them because we're watching every week. We start Absolutely. a fucking podcast about it. Absolutely. They don't give a shit about us. No, they don't. They, and, and, and I get hey, that. And hey, you know what? I don't, I'm like not even bothered by it because I understand. Yeah. We're going to watch no matter what. I watched through some fucking trying times. Yeah. But man, I really, I did stop watching. Yeah. I stopped watching for a while. And so, for about I don't know, four but, to five years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then I came back. So they don't really give a shit. doesn't matter. Uh, after the biggie, like real American stuff. Undertaker came out, Paul Heyman came out, Paul Heyman is gold on the mic, and cut an incredible promo where Undertaker didn't have to carry it. He just said, uh, the fear of death is worse than death. The fear of the unknown is the greatest fear. If he faces Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar will rest in peace. The end. Fucking awesome. That was great. Great promo. That was great. Brock Lesnar, uh, uh, Paul Heyman was amazing on the mic again. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so, because you never heard somebody, like, have that kind of uh, like say anything like that to the undertaker mm-hmm. and have that kind of like ultimatum. I thought that was so cool that he was like, Hey, I love you. I love your streak. I respect you. Your streak's going to end. If you face yeah. Brock Lesnar, oh, I thought that was so cool. That isn't a, that is such like a backwards veiled threat that mm-hmm. I, it's then that's why he's gold on yep. the mic. It was great. It was a very, very good promo mm-hmm. in the middle of the show. I thought that it brought a lot of energy to the crowd too. It did. Crowd who, went nuts. Who, the crowd was terrible. But they guys, were shitty. Guys and people in Memphis, come on. What are you doing? Uh, especially for what we're going to talk about here in a minute. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Rhodes brothers went up against the Shield. I thought that was a really good old school tag match. Yeah. Um, I thought Seth Rollins really shined. Yeah, he did. I, I thought uh, Roman Reigns looked good, but Seth Rollins shined. He looked in awesome. That, that that I when he gets when they did the spot where he's on the he's grabbing the bottom uh, bottom rope in the corner mm-hmm. and um and Rhodes uh, Cody Rhodes tries to pull him yep. up and do that I forget what it's called yeah um and he flips through mm-hmm. did not see that coming yeah no he does he does a lot of stuff I really like his finish um I don't know what they're calling it. I think they called it the blackout, didn't they? I'm I'm not sure because uh, that was the blackout was the name that he used when he was on the Indies, and his name was Tyler Black, uh. so that made sense. Rollins out. I don't mm. know. Uh, so anyway, that was pretty good. It was a good match. Um, 
Dean Ambrose was fucking creepy and tweakerish on the outside. That's the only way you can describe him <laughs> but now. He, but great. I love it. Oh, he's so much fun to watch. God, he's so much when, fun. When he's not the focus and he can be weird on like the outside, mm-hmm. you can't see it, but I'm moving my hands yeah. in a robot fashion. Yep. Uh, he's so cool to watch. He just adds something to that team. It's really I, fun. And and that shotgun dropkick from the outside. Oh, God, it looks so good. He, he got so much air yeah, on Rain, that. Rain's, Rain's, like getting, fucking, Rain's fucking destroys with that kick. I think it's such a good move for him. It looked so yeah. good. The crowd pops for it really big, yep. too. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, the Bellas took on uh, AJ and Tamina. Natalia was on commentary, which makes me think that they're going to set up AJ against Natalia at WrestleMania. But then Nikki pinned AJ. So now I think it's going to be a triple threat match. But you know what? That match was actually pretty fun. It wasn't bad. Uh, I thought that... Hey, let's give the award to to Nikki and Brie for most improved, yeah. uh, because they are they're decent in the ring. I I can't really knock them. I thought they looked okay. Yeah, there were a couple of cool spots where it was like a lot of roll throughs, like little sequences and stuff that I thought looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're really uh, they've really come a long way, and I've I've really enjoyed. Yeah. I at least enjoyed that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nikki pinned AJ clean. After that was Daniel Bryan's Occupy Raw promo, which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very good promo. It I was- thought. Memphis did not give it the attention it deserved. It should have gotten because such a the crowd hit. should have been way hotter on mm-hmm. that. I wish they would have done that in Chicago last week. Honestly, I, they, they should have. Yeah, I, I, but I think that they wanted to kind of twist the knife and be like, "CM Punk's not here." Hey. Yeah. Um, but maybe this only works because of the way Raw ended last week. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Again, the promo was great. Mm-hmm. I thought Daniel Bryan was red hot. Uh, having all the people in the ring was really cool. Yeah. All the people in the shirts and uh, Stephanie went. Fucking nuts! It was and awesome. Was so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon, you'll never hear this. I love you for what you do on screen. Thank you so much for embracing being a heel mm-hmm. and just laying into the face because you make the face that mm-hmm. much stronger. You, the, I feel like the face can't make the heel. The heel has to make the face. I agree. And I feel like she is making Daniel Bryan so fucking big right now because she's putting him down at every turn. Yes. And the crowd hates Calling it. Calling him the Daniel Bryan brand? Oh, man. That, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, God, that is perfect. Yeah. And she just, oh, she was like screaming. She's flipping out. Yeah. The two security guys walking down, looking at everyone and going, ah, fuck this, and turning yeah. around. Hilarious. Yep. Uh, so we kind of get what we want here. Triple H agrees to face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And then Daniel Bryan goes, wait, wait, wait. If I beat you at WrestleMania, I'm in the main event. The crowd went nuts. Yep. People in the ring went nuts. Yep. Triple H went fucking nuts. He went ballistic. I, that's the Triple H I want to see week in and week out. Yeah. I want to see that heel, that dedicated, that fucking fiery Triple yeah. H, where you just go, oh, oh, he's like fucked. Yeah. He's, oh, he's so mad. Ha- having him like go nuts and have to be that that shot of him being pulled away yeah. by the two Restrain security guards. He's screaming into the microphone and then drops where it. He's, and just, oh. where, where he was like, because you don't hear him like really like say any bad words or yeah. anything anymore. And he's like, just the last thing he says, like, it's your ass. And yeah. then he drops the oh, mic so and then just awesome. all red in the face. Yep. It, I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to happen, mm. but it was still so gratifying to see. Yeah. And I just, I loved it. I, I wrote something down here that I think um, – I don't know if anybody else has brought this up, mm-hmm. but Daniel Bryan, I think, is, is – if if anybody uh, wants to classify him as something, like Stone Cold Steve Austin was like the, the outlaw and mm-hmm. The Rock was the people's champ, Daniel Bryan is the first social media superstar. Oh, that, that's, in, that, that's interesting. And I think people would argue and say, oh, Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder. But Zack Ryder didn't have the success that Daniel Bryan does. Wow, that's really interesting because, yeah, that, that – the internet – and people who are just fans and everything really turned mm-hmm. on the product when they didn't get what they wanted yeah. out of a main event. Wow, that's really that's he, a really good point. He, I mean, the whole yes move. He under he's the first star to successfully cross the line mm-hmm. with the WWE universe mm-hmm. and not have it be obviously fake. Yeah, like, oh, are we gonna get a dance off? Are we gonna get yeah. a triple right. threat match? Right. Oh, we're gonna get the you dance just, off. I, I think it's because the crowd is so into him yeah. and backing him so strongly that I think your argument works. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting point. That's mm-hmm. really good. Well, I thought this was a great, a great promo, great lead up to WrestleMania. Obviously I think Daniel Bryan beats triple H and then goes on to have his big WrestleMania moment of beating the two bad guys Obviously. to win. Um, which I think is honestly, that's going to be a really good I'm, match. I'm very excited. Hey, yeah. I'm really, I might not be at the Mega 64 podcast that night because I really want to watch WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I really feel that I way. honestly should request uh, that night off. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, so after that, we got Sheamus against Christian in a Memphis street fight. I would say, uh, again, but this fight 
felt like a breath of fresh air in, in the middle of a bunch of matches that we've seen over and over. These guys did awesome spots. Yes. That Tornado DDT on the outside was really cool. The bro kick through the drum was really cool. Yeah. I thought there were just so many cool spots in that match that it was really fun to watch, yeah. honestly. And the crowd was kind of dead for it at the beginning, but I thought they were they really got, big for yeah. it at the end. They got real hot for it uh, at the end. It was fun. I had a great, great time watching that match. I, just, I honestly like rewound it a couple of times to see a couple of spots. Yeah. I, so good, good for them for doing something. I think a lot of people could pay attention because yeah, maybe they're in like one in one matches and like they don't really shine mm -hmm. all that much. But man, you give them like a little gimmick like this, that's fun. Mm -hmm. So good for that. Would you have any notes from that? Um, not really. Uh, it was fun. I, it was just fun. Yeah. I, I started off really not caring, feeling like, oh, God, yep. we just saw this mm -hmm. twice. And then getting real into it by the yeah, end. Yeah, it, it was really cool. Cool ending spot. I have this question. I posed it last week. Will Christian ever beat Sheamus? I don't know. He just keeps losing. It's so sad. But you know what? That, now that it's been two, mm -hmm. three times, mm -hmm. that makes for a really cool match at WrestleMania, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, I think so. And then the main event was Show and Daniel Bryan against Orton and Batista. Um... I thought that the match was fine, whatever. Uh, Batista didn't have to do all the work. No. Randy Orton looks good as the heel. Big Show comes in and does a couple of things. Daniel Bryan really shines. Yeah. Um, he pinned Randy Orton clean in the middle of the ring. That was really cool. And so that made me, hey, Raw ended. If yeah. you weren't pumped for WrestleMania mm -hmm. after that, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't what know. You want. I don't know, man. I don't know what you I, want. Because I thought that was a great way to end Raw. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. Uh, Michael Cole said it perfectly. Um, Michael Cole's not always the greatest, mm -hmm. but every so often he has his gems, and and I I really loved it ending with him yelling, you know, Daniel Bryan's pinned the WWE champion. Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan's pinned the WWE champion. Mm -hmm. I I I thought that was a great finish. Draw. Did, uh, people give Michael Cole a lot of shit for not being the best commentator. Go back and watch the stuff from like the mid early two thousands, oh, whatever. No. That was rough. That was really hard. <laughs> he has improved so much, and you can tell this guy does his research. Yeah, he's really giving a shit. Mm -hmm. It might not seem like it, maybe like when he's joking with JBL and King in the middle of matches. Yeah, but he really does his research and really is the voice of the WWE right now. Yeah. Uh, there was a time where he was like the heel Michael Cole, and I thought it sucked. But oh, I don't even that, remember that. Now, now that he's like the moderate guy, I really like it. And and I think that he's he's fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with Michael Cole, honestly. Yeah. Um, the, the thing I have a problem with, and this is honestly the biggest uh, note I had, mm -hmm. was that uh, no other time than this past Monday Night Raw has it been so much, uh, so apparent how bad a three-man call team yeah, is. Yeah, uh, you really need Michael Cole going against JBL. And, it, th and that's it. King King is there and should not be, and it's really it, tough. The biggest problem is that it's just too confusing. It's too It derails too easily. And and it's because you, rather than having two guys who are trying to fight over an opinion where it's only one voice to yeah. fight against, you're fighting against two people, yeah. and two of them basically play the same role. Yeah. And you have, you have King who's just, like, saying stuff that doesn't matter, yeah. and then, like... Then they just go off on tangents and make fun of each other. Like, I don't give a shit that he misspoke and called yeah. it George Harrison. Yeah. And then they make a Beatles joke for two minutes. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It, it just derails. And, and I don't and I like think that. that's a problem. No, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. So uh, a, call week the match. Of, a week of <laughs> a week of WWE programming that maybe wasn't so hot uh, turned into Raw that ended so strong. I'm so mm -hmm. excited for. So uh, really, really cool. Uh, I hope you guys liked it too because we had a really good time watching Raw. Yes. Um, for the most part. So let's take a couple of uh, a couple of questions from listeners. This first one's from Neil, uh, who we took a question from last week. He said, hey, guys, thanks for reading my email last week. You're welcome, Neil. Uh, you said the Wyatt is the closest thing to that type of storyline. He mentioned the, uh, Undertaker. the, the ministry kind of storyline. He said uh, the Wyatts are the closest thing to that type of storyline and basically say nothing but the greatest things about them. So how far back should I look to them on WWE, WWE Network to start watching? They debuted in July of last year yeah. and have pretty much been real good since yes. then. Um, you can only really, well, I guess you can watch all the Raw and Smackdowns from like the last year. Yeah. Hey man, start at, I think mid-July they debut and I think Bray Wyatt's like first match is when he goes up against Kane in like an Inferno match at SummerSlam, <laughs> uh, which wasn't the best match. No. But since then, I think that was kind of like a weak start. And since then they've been... Real hot because they're a breath of fresh air. They're real different. They're real. Mm -hmm. They're real kind of weird. They're real spooky. I think they're cool in the ring, and I think they played off the shield really, really well. They really did. Um, yeah. So I would say just go back. Probably you can see their debut in July, but go to August, September, October. I think you'll really see them start building momentum, yeah. getting weirder, and having really cool matches. Uh, if you have WWE Network, check them out because you can definitely go back and watch some really cool programming with just the Wyatts. Yeah, 
It's really good. I love the Wyatts. I think I think they're so much fun right I, now. I really love them. I love Bray Wyatt on the mic. He he says the things that like nobody expects anybody to say. Yeah. He delivers it in such a great way. When, it's just, it's it's all different breath of fresh air stuff when you've had a lot yeah. of stale guys come in and out like the last few years. When he starts singing, it's like it's so fucking bizarre, mm-hmm. but it's great. Yep. Uh, this is from Ryan. Ryan says, hey guys, really loving the show. Keep up the good work. I was wondering what your thoughts on JBL's WWE title run back in 2004 were. I thought it was a great run where Bradshaw really showed his strength as a singles competitor and really owned that heel persona. That guy was such a fucking heel. The internet hated him. I hated he, him. Like, everyone hated him. Oh, it God. was perfect. He, yep. he played that character so well, and everyone hated him. That Hey, guess what? That's what a heel is. Yep. He did a Nazi salute in Germany. What? He did. He, you can look it up on YouTube. If you guys aren't familiar with this, he does a Nazi salute in Germany. Hey, you think you've seen heat? You think you've seen people boo someone when you're in Germany? Oh my god! And there's a Nazi salute. Oh my god! Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! It's fucked. Look it up on YouTube. I'm going to. It's a. I can't believe more people haven't seen it. Um, he Ryan also says, speaking of uh, the 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 his run as champion was great. It made Eddie Guerrero big. Oh yeah. Great feud. That, that's what I would say. It put Eddie Guerrero had awesome matches with him, and it, I think it really put John Cena on the map. That's what I would say. I love JBL's cabinet. Oh yeah, the yeah, cabinet with the with the with Bashams in and, and uh, Bashams and Orlando Jones, and uh, it was awesome. Cabinet. I love I love the cabinet. The we, cabinet. We still do the cabinet pose. I'm doing the cabinet about it. pose right now. <laughs> we can't love see it. it. Hook 'em horns. Uh, I loved it. Ryan also says, speaking of JBL, what's your favorite running impact finisher? I personally love the running big boot. I love a running big boot. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an impact finisher, I think a running big boot in the corner would be my favorite. Uh, yeah. Generico or Sami Zayn does that. Awesome. It's huge. Um, I'm such a small guy. I think, like, I want to say a running big boot's my favorite, but a, a rolling elbow or a roaring elbow, mm-hmm. that, that kind of discus, that spin, and then the, yeah. of the elbow hitting someone yeah. is so like, oh, he might be knocked the fuck out. Awesome. I just love the way it looks. I just elbow finishers, like impact finishers like that, are awesome if they connect well, mm-hmm. if the sound is there, mm-hmm. and if the size is believable on the guy doing it. Yeah. Um you see a lot of Japanese guys doing like smaller guys doing like running big boots, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it looks pretty good. You see him do like elbows, and you're like, oh fuck. Oh yeah. fuck, that's rad. Because the elbow to me just has so much more impact than a boot. Everyone kicks. Nobody does an elbow. Yeah. So it, that looks really cool when that happens. It's more finesse. Yeah. I like it. I, I love it. Uh, Cesaro does the the running kind of like uppercut, or he'll mm-hmm. do like a discus uppercut. Mm-hmm. Oh god. It's awesome. Love European uppercuts. Uh, let's see. This one's from Craig A. Two questions. What do you guys think TNA could do to improve its programming? Uh man. Uh, you have to, that's a whole nother part that, that might be a whole nother part. That's tough. Cause, uh, I think you have to focus on less on the older guys and focus more on the wrestling. And then when you have more of the wrestling under its belt, you start building storylines around mm-hmm. that stuff. The mm-hmm. story, like the writing I think is really weak. The booking is kind of funny. I think there's too much of a revolving door on a lot of your talent where you bring in a lot of like indie guys and give them different names. Yeah. And, uh, you don't, I feel like you don't have that established talent through the lower and mid card. Uh, it's like, oh, Joey Ryan's here for a month. Goodbye, Joey Ryan. Yeah. Oh, okay. It feels a lot like WCW did. It. I absolutely agree. And I feel like it's getting away from that now because a lot of those older guys are going away. Which is good. Which is great. I think you have to focus on being a younger division, um, a younger type thing. Yeah. That is that is an extremely rudimentary way of fixing TNA from two guys who don't know shit about fixing uh, a wrestling promotion. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Hi, <laughs> Russ, TNA. Craig's other question is, secondly, what kind of returns are you guys hoping for if you are in the WWE this year, would you like to see anyone come back? No. I, I'm kind of okay with the roster. Uh, I want to say more indie guys, uh, but you know, I'd like to see Sami Zayn get called up, but that's a call-up, not really a return. Um, I don't want to see anybody return. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of okay with like make like the part-timers kind of go away. Hey, I mean, the easy answer for that is CM Punk. Yeah, I'd love to see CM Punk come back. That, I like, But I don't. beyond that, I don't really... Have anyone that I'm like, yeah, I'm dying for it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, hey, Craig, that's a really, really good question. That's a, that's a good question. But, that, that's going to take some more time. Yeah, I just, I can't think of anyone who I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'd like to see him come back. Because um, I don't know, uh, I can't think of anyone there's, off the top of my head that has no, been like away. There's no veteran I want to see come back. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no like somebody who almost made it that I'd like to see come back. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see some people like maybe Mark Henry get a little bit more of like a push. Yeah. Uh, or just put somewhere a little bit better than... Kind of floating around. Yep. But I'd like to see booking 
in general, that's more consistent yeah. rather than just week to week. Yeah, there you go. So I, I don't know. Returns are hard. It's like, yeah, I want to see Jericho. Well, I don't really want to see Jericho. No, I don't. Yeah, I, so it's like that. I, I'm done with Jericho and his butthole mouth when he comes back. <laughs> he does this weird butthole mouth now. He does. I don't get it. Uh, this next question is from PJ. He's, uh, he says, new wrestling fans, so forgive me if this sounds really dumb, but what is the difference between SmackDown and Raw? Hey, you know what, PJ? That's not a dumb question. Mm-mm. If you don't watch wrestling, you don't know. Mm-mm. And hey, guys, if you have any questions like that, send them our way. We're more than happy to answer. Raw is the flagship show. It's on Mondays. It is where all the main storylines are going to come together. Mm-hmm. SmackDown is the secondary show. It's where you're going to get a lot more wrestling, a yeah. lot more storylines that don't progress it, but just kind of keep it going. Mm-hmm. So if you want the storyline, all the big stars watch Raw, SmackDown is going to give you more matches and more of the guys who aren't on the main like main event level. Exactly. Um, you're going to see that Titus O'Neil there on SmackDown. You're going to see Del Rio. and mm-hmm. Guys who maybe aren't in the top tier... Quite, but they'll get a chance to shine a little bit more. There's just more wrestling on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, it's more of a wrestling show. Yeah. It's, it's just, oh, yeah, hey, uh, check this out. Check out, like, something we might want to try here, yeah. and then maybe we'll move it to you Raw. You see a lot of repeat matches on Raw from stuff from SmackDown. Uh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Uh, last question is from Adam C. He said, really enjoyed the first podcast. Can't wait to hear more. Uh, he said, I totally agree with uh, being Sami, Sami Zayn being brought up to the main roster. I was a bit worried that he wouldn't be the same without the Generico mask, which we're absolutely agree with. Yeah. I was wondering if you guys would talk about any other wrestling promotions like ROH, Chikara, and share your thoughts on them. Uh, we talked about PWG a little bit last week. Yeah. Uh, PWG is like it over it's, here. On it's the a watch, Coast. yeah. It, it is the best. Chikara's coming back. I love Chikara. I don't think you've watched a lot of it. Uh-huh. Um, I've it never is, watched Chikara. It is fun. It's... It's PWG kind of nod and wink with that kind of competition. Right. But the characters are way more over the top. You have to like really suspend disbelief. Right. Uh, but I'm fine with that. A lot of comedy, a lot of kind of goofy stuff. Uh, they're doing, it went away for like a year and they're explaining it. I'm, this is not a joke. They are explaining it with a time travel where <laughs> uh, characters have gone forward and backward in time and are showing up now. And now they have their, uh, their return show I think is in... May? Huh. Jesus, I think May. And I'm sorry if I'm getting that time wrong, because I, I think Chikara is awesome. I think Chikara is a lot of fun. If you guys have never watched it, Chikara Pro Wrestling. You can see a lot of really, really, really funny stuff That's from cool. them. But the wrestling competition is really cool. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli, uh, who's Antonio Cesaro now, was there. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn was there. I think uh, when he's El Generico, Colt Cabana, a lot of people went through. And, and uh, you see, like, the ants, the guys who dress up like ants. And uh, there's a guy named... Uh, I guess real quick, I can talk about this. Uh, Archibald Peck, whose gimmick is that he's a band leader. So his name is Marchie Archie. Yeah. Uh, his girlfriend, who uh, led, who was like his valet, right? Uh, Veronica was also like, like you know, a band member or whatever. But then turned on him. She dumped him for uh, a for a character who is a football player. So. Archibald Peck decided that he couldn't be in band anymore and decided to take up MMA under the name Mixed Martial Archie. (laughs) That is the type of stuff you can see from Chikara. It is so much fun. He came out, he totally changed his gear. Uh. He started wearing like affliction t-shirts and like a mouth guard and like those big gloves. Hilarious. He would go to the top rope and it looked like he's going to dive off to like a downed opponent. He would go to the top rope, uh, jump down, and then put them in like an MMA hole. Just great storytelling. But uh, R.D. Evans, Archibald Peck, is yeah. one of the best guys on the indies. I love comedy wrestling and I think he does it so well. That's Incredible awesome. sense of timing. I think him and Colt Cabana, they have a couple matches you can watch on YouTube. Fucking great. They are hilarious together. So if you guys ever have a chance to see Colt Cabana, Archibald Peck, or uh, Archibald Peck also goes by the name R.D. Evans. That's R.D. Evans. Uh, uh, you guys can check him out. Awesome. Hilarious. Love, 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 love everything he does. Super funny in the ring. Again, love comedy wrestling. Uh, Brian, that'll do it for this episode of The Go Home Show. That's great. We did it. That's five episodes. Five episodes. So guys, we are going to uh, record our next podcast in just a couple of days. So uh, watch WWE. No Mercy, 2003, with uh, Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker in a biker chain match in the main event. Um, it's great. It is. It's really good. You, you should I'm definitely, not joking. Please watch that. Please send your response. Hey, write it long form. You can write it short. Be, just, hey, if a match sucks, just write, 
this guy versus this guy. I don't even know why we had this match. This match sucks. Yep. What I, hey, we're totally looking for that too. It doesn't matter. Whatever you guys want to do, send it our way. Please do. Go home show at mega64.com is where you can send your thoughts. Um, hit us up on Twitter. That's uh, twitter.com go, at go home show. Uh, on Tumblr, the go home show.tumblr.com. We have a Facebook, facebook.com slash is it the go home show? I think so. I think so. Yeah. See? See what happens when you do this week a week out? You don't remember shit. No. I uh, want to thank Mega64 for hosting our uh, podcast again. Thank you. Very gracious in letting us do this uh, week in and week out. If you guys have not checked out Mega64, which I doubt, because how else would you hear about this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mega64 podcast live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific. You can check it out, twitch.tv slash Mega64podcast. Um, guys, that, that's it. We did it. The fifth episode. I could honestly talk wrestling for like eight more hours. Me too. I, it's so much. I just, I look forward to this every week. Just, I, I do as well. I honestly don't even care if nobody listens. I hope you guys are listening. Uh, me too. But uh, even if nobody else does, this is really, really, really fun. I love recording these. Thank so, you for listening. Yeah. So thank you guys very much. And uh, we want to maybe change it up in the next couple weeks. Have you guys um, submit some stuff uh, to us. Uh, just be more with this involved. New, yeah. This new pay-per-view show uh, that we're going to be doing. And uh, we're going to be doing some hopefully some live streaming call stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll be doing that too. So guys, thank you very much. Fifth episode of Go Home Show. It's in the books. Goodbye. You didn't end it very strong. Give a good, give a good goodbye. Okay. Okay, go. Goodbye. Oh, Jesus Christ. Goodbye, guys. I love you. <laughs>